Yes, sir, 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 yes, about balls. About all types of balls. Yeah, yeah. We are your hosts. I'm Buddha. Hey, what's up, y'all? I'm Dalon, 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 Tax Bay. You know what I'm saying? Mr. Late Night Drip. Late Night Drip. Drippy. 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 Late. Night, drip. You know what it is. All right, and uh, this is your boy Nels, aka Big Facts, live in full effect. Yeah. Wow. That's how you feeling? Yeah, bro. I'm, I'm saying, bro, like you're doing a lot of singing right now, bro. <laughs> I try to, I try to get Beyonce to put me on. <laughs> I see out. I see out. Me out. <laughs> Bitch up a thumb, give me lit. <laughs> Bitch up a thumb, give me lit. <laughs> oh shit! What's up, though, man? Good. This episode one is it forty six, fifty six? But I. But I don't uh, know a little bit old. It's like 140. It's like 140 something. We've been doing this for so I think long. I think it's you know 146. Like, we can go ahead and, and just assume that it's going to... Yeah, it's 146 because our last episode was about that Bubba oh, Wallace bet, and bet, 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 Damn, for real? Hold on, but he, he just had, did his intro. Dylan, where you at? He had business. He definitely do got some business that yeah. he got to attend to. He's got he's to make sure that, you know, all this stuff is in Big order. Facts. You feel me? Because if he don't do what he's got to do, then everything's just going to oh, be cracked 100%. up. Yeah, bro. And nobody likes things to be cracked. <laughs> or fried. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, you know what? I want to start uh, today with a random sports fact that I came across on Bleacher Report. All right, run it. Larry Fitzgerald has more career tackles than drops. He has really? 40 career tackles and 29 career drops. Bro, he's seen that many interceptions thrown Either in his that, It's probably that or special teams, maybe. Oh, maybe special teams yeah. might be a thing, too. But damn, he's only had 29. Yeah, bro. That man's reliable as fuck. Wow. That's 29 insane. drops in, what, a 20-year career? And like, he's been, he's, bro, that means he literally averages, like, a drop or two per season. And he probably sees way more than, like, 100 Easily. targets. Got to. Especially because for a while, he was the only guy. Wow. Facts. That's crazy, bro. You just put me on, bro. Yeah, bro. Wow. I, I saw it, and I was like, oh, I got to talk about bro, this. You, bro, you lit, bro. <laughs> Ice me out. <laughs> Ice me out. 
it's so we can, we can use that as a nice little segue into uh, the world of the NFL, if you'd like. Oh, yeah, because, like, I mean, honestly, like, it's, it's even been, I mean, the, the, the weeks have been slow, but this week's even been slow for, like, UFC and Yeah, WWE, yeah there's really nothing to talk really? about right now. We got, we got some pay-per-views coming up soon. I'll probably mention something next week about the Great American Bash, but it's still ongoing. So, uh, but, yeah, so next week we'll have more updates in that regard. So, is it like, so in that same context, though, um, did they, uh, next week, not this weekend, but next weekend is a, is a pay-per-view, isn't it? No. For UFC? Or am, uh, I, or am oh, I thinking wrong? No, it or is, is next weekend. No, yeah, you're correct. Not this weekend that we're about to go into, but next weekend, uh, there's a UFC pay-per-view and there's a WWE pay-per-view, eliminate, uh, Extreme Rules. Oh, so it's going to just yeah. be a Oh, and the tagline for Extreme Rules is The Horror Show. Oh, yeah. so man. So, we'll see what happens. Um, All right, back that up. So, yeah, let, let, let's, talk, let's talk some NFL, though. Like, what you, what you got, man? Like, what we... What we discussed, I mean, obviously, you know what I want to discuss, but let's let's get yeah. We can talk about yeah. We can talk about this other stuff real quick first uh, before we get to the meat (laughs) and potatoes. Um, Yes. So one thing I did just want to mention real quick doesn't need much discussion, but the NFL is eliminating two of the preseason games uh, to kind of streamline things. So right, uh, it's they're eliminating the first and the fourth games. Yeah. Okay. That way. I like that. I mean, it's it's probably mm-hmm. better. You know what I mean? Like, we don't really care for four preseason games. Because, honestly, I'll be real with you. Like, the games that I've always watched has always been the uh, first and the last one. To be honest with you. Weeks two and three in the preseason, I'm never but really, see, like, it's funny you, It's funny you say watching. that because two and three are the most important. Because This is true. Because I'll tell you why. And I, think I, and I think that's why they got rid of the first and the fourth. Because getting rid of the first, it gives you an extra week in training camp, basically. Uh, because, you know, right. it's going to be such a tight window with this COVID stuff happening. So it gives you a, basically an extra week training camp. you got your second and third games. And then usually by the fourth game, they're resting everybody that's going to be the actual starters. And then it's just about filler at that point to, to finish the closeout of the roster. So instead of there being a fourth game, now you just get an extra week of practice and evaluation without prepping for a game. And then, you know, yeah, I think it'll help. Yeah, man, definitely. I, th- I think it's, it's, it's going to make for a better schedule. I think it'll, better, it'll be better for the player development, especially those players that you're looking at that you're going to be able to sign and, and you want to kind of lay down as that that background of the team like those guys who are going to grind it out and get you a win i mean maybe having that time in between is going to make it a little easier for you to assimilate them to you know Mm -hmm. the culture of your team you know what i mean so i think it's a good idea and also it's good for health too like you don't want to have these guys four games beat up because that's what people don't realize like these unrestricted free agents that make the team chances are even if they play a half of football for every single preseason game they already come in two games down you know what I mean? That makes for a really long right. season. You know what I mean? Versus those guys who are starters. You know they're starters. They do like two to three plays or two to three possessions, and then they clear it. You know what I mean? Like they're they're ready to go. You know what I mean? So I, I think that it's good. It, it could definitely work for sure. Yeah. 
Um, and then the other thing I wanted to bring up was, it was you know interesting last week, uh, I believe it was last week when we spoke about how the Redskins, you know, removing their first owner from the uh, the Ring of Fame or whatever, because yeah, right, and them not changing the name. Well, this week it uh, it came out, and I'm gonna I'm gonna read just the first part of this article. Um, they say more pressure has been placed on the Washington NFL team to change its name recently. On Friday, three separate letters signed by 87 investment firms and shareholders worth a collective $620 billion asked Nike, FedEx, and PepsiCo to terminate their business relationships with NFL's Washington Redskins unless the team agrees to change its controversial name. I mean, look, I, I, I'm... I'm going to put it out there for those of y'all who are a fan of that Redskin name. And I'm even going to go as far as to say like the Seminoles, depending on how FSU is going to handle this. It's not a matter of if, more when that name is going to change. Just, just to keep oh, it 100. I, and, I don't see and, that Washington real quick Redskins knows, name being in NFL quick, for just much longer. For listeners who don't know what that is, just to give you a quick little thing. Um, Native American leaders... Uh, have pushed for oh yeah have pushed for the Washington D.C. NFL team to change its name, which is a racist slur that stems from bounties paid to white settlers in exchange for the skins of Native American adults and children as proof of their murders. Right. I mean the name the name within itself, you know, isn't necessarily the best the mm. best thing right it makes it makes things really tough and i mean at the end of the day like that that is it's not a positive name it's just not and and i think now as people are starting to utilize their resources and they're starting to do the research for themselves they're learning that you know this name is trash it's a trash name redskins is a trash name that's ultimately what it is i don't care what nobody has to tell me I don't care for what purpose or whatever. The name is trash. It's a trash name. It's a racial name. You know what I mean? And you literally said it. It's in the definition. You know what I mean? It's in the definition. I don't want to hear none of that crap, bro. It's a trash name. The owner has gone on record numerous times saying he will never change the name of the team. Um, But we all know money kind of talks in this league, in, in the world. And, right. you know, if those big name brands and companies and investors are pulling out, that hurts your bottom line. And that's when attitudes tend to change, when people's pockets start getting affected for real. Right. Right. So how about do you do you do you think that this is something that will change before this next NFL no. season comes up? No, I think it's going to be. Uh, one of those, uh, okay, we'll commit to doing it, uh, but we have to do it the right way. And so I would say at the very earliest, it would be next season. Okay. I like that. I like that. That could, that, that's a possibility. That's a possibility for sure. Okay. Well, um, so do you, 
I mean, for me, I think that the name should have been changed a long time ago. Um, do you do you foresee there being some kind of outrage for the name change? Um, in the sense, in one sense, yeah, but it'll be the same people who are wearing MAGA hats. So it's like those right. people are kind of just fixed in their way of thinking, and it is what it is. So. You kind of just get. You kind of take. You kind of look at them for what they are and take it with a grain of salt. Agreed. I I agree one hundred percent, bro. You know what I'm saying? And like, you know, I, the the one thing about it is, is like, it's just crazy to me that the NFL is over a hundred years old. This country is obviously over one hundred years old, and it's like right now there's serious pressure about changing mm-hmm. this name. Like, right now, this is the issue. You know what I mean? Like, we still have teams that have names attributed to Native Americans that I think, unless they're getting the blessings of, I guess, the respective Native Americans in that area or even nationwide, they 100%. should change their names. You got the you got the Indians. You got the Seminoles. You got the Braves. Like, you got you got a bunch the, of teams the Black out there Hawks. that have uh, those names. Yeah. yeah, man. Like you know, like you got to those things. You got to discuss. Like the respect, the respect factor here is important. Right. And I would think if you're it's using important. their name, they should get some of the profit from it. So agreed. Make them make 100%. them a business partner. I absolutely agree. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. So, I mean, that's that's essentially what it what it boils down to. You know what I mean? So, yeah, man. So the one thing that I, I really wanted to talk about, I think it would be something that would that you would find interesting because you know we got to talk about your favorite player in all of football, right? We have to talk about Antonio Brown, right? So Antonio Brown was seen talking, and not even talking, he was actually working out with uh, Russell Wilson uh, this past week. And, and, and it's, it's great. You know, the, 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 the sigh and the silence tells me it all because I know you can't wait to just talk about your favorite football player possibly of all time. All right. Antonio all Brown. Right. All right. We got we to <laughs> cut that out because I'm going to need you when you're editing to go ahead and chop all that talk out because that's I not, ain't chopping none of that, boy. That's, that's not know, the case listen, at all. The world knows mm. your love for Antonio Brown. You mm. almost got an Antonio Brown jersey. <laughs> oh, yes, sir. Let's run it. So that's Mike. what. So that's what we doing, bro. Let's that's what we doing. Mike, let's run it. Damn. Mike. Let's run it, Mike. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. You got me. That was good. I wasn't expecting that shot. So, yeah, so what, do you, I mean, what do you want my What do you want my thoughts on, man? So obviously, he still has. He still has his his stuff to go through. Right, we know this. We're aware of this. Right, um, and he he has the disciplinary stuff that he has to kind of go through, that he has to manage, that he has to function. And what's crazy is is that it's still being put down, you know, by the NFL Network as potential, meaning that he might not get any disciplinary action at all for the things that he was doing in the past. So, I mean, do you think there's interest by teams? Because I don't see Russell Wilson as a type of dude to work out with anybody if it's not for the interests of the Seattle Seahawks. 
maybe I'm looking too much into it, but I mean, could there be another potential AB comeback? Um, I think it could be possible. I, I definitely think that Seattle looks to Russell at this point in his career as being the the temperature check guy and like, hey, how do you feel about him? If you if you want him in, well, you know, you know, we'll we'll kind of take your guidance on this. That's that's how they got Josh Gordon. Yeah. So I don't know, man. It's and they, my, get, they get Josh Gordon back next year, don't they? Huh? They get Josh Gordon back, don't they? They can get Josh Gordon back whenever the NFL decides to reinstate him at this point. Because now, that's, that's now right, that they made right. marijuana legal, you know. He can be he, he, he could be reinstated early. So that's what I'm saying. So, like, you're looking at a team that could potentially have Lockett, Metcalf, Gordon, and Brown. Wait. Didn't... Gordon get traded to the Patriots, or he got traded from the Patriots to... No, he got traded. He got let go from the Patriots. The Patriots let him go. Oh, so he's a free agent now. Yeah, like, I could have swore... I could have swore he was with... The last team he was with was the Seattle Seahawks. I thought I was with the Patriots. Mm Mm-mm. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't know, but I guess my, my only thing is, like... Antonio Brown's going to say all the right things right now. Because that's what he did before. This is true. But then once his spot's secure on a team, you're kind of, we knew what we were getting. This is true. So, like, I don't know, man. That's the thing. Like, with these guys that are just kind of off the walls and unpredictable, it'd be hard to just trust them. It's very tough. Because I would say there's certain players that that are like people say what they want about Terrell Owens, or uh, actually know it even better, Randy Moss. People had their opinions on Randy Moss for a long time, but no matter what, you knew he was gonna come and ball out. He was gonna take care of business, but like you just don't Facts. know that with Antonio Brown. Facts. You don't know if you can count on him to show up and take care of business. As we saw with the, as we saw with the Raiders, Jit was gone. <laughs> like this is true, and 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 in the same context, I was wrong. Josh Gordon is a free agent. Okay, I, I had to I had to get the stat man on that. The stat man corrected me. So shout out to the stat man. Thank you, stat man. Ball Sports Pod. Yes, yeah, Ball Sports stat Podcast man. official stat, stat man. man. Thank you for not talking as much as Carl talks. Thank Facts. you, stat man. Stat man, stat man. Yeah, that's you. <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah, man. I mean, it's gonna be interesting. I, I really want to see the the progression here, this Antonio Brown case, because I I don't think it's gonna go away anytime soon until the NFL decides what it is that they want to do. Agreed. So, yeah, man. So beyond that, I, that's the only thing I wanted to contribute to the to the world of the NFL. I don't know if you had any big news or lie. anything. I don't know if there's Bro, any major if, news if the people that you can see to, the know. smile on Nell's face right now. <laughs> yes, yes. Let's Just, go ahead and know, talk about it. I mean, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, talking I about your boy, about Cameron Newton. Oh. Playboy Cam. <laughs> Get, getting signed to the Patriots. <laughs> that boy Cam is a pat, dog. That's crazy. I feel like, I feel like. In a past life, I told y'all about this. 
You know, you being I the Patriots like fan, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, give the floor to you. Let you, you know, so, speak speak your piece on everything. Go ahead. So talk I talk think, your I shit. Think this, is, this is a great pickup. You know what I mean? It's it's great that I, it's funny how the cards fall because you know a lot of people are complaining, but I don't think we're in a bad position to go from Tom Brady to Cam Newton, especially if Cam Newton becomes what he was once considered, which was one obviously one of the best quarterbacks Listen, in the he, game. He was a first-round pick. He was an MVP not that long ago. Five years ago. Five years ago. So, so he, let's... He technically is entering prime age right now, to be uh, honest. 100%. So, go and, ahead. and what better quarterback... To, I mean, what better coach to work with or coach is than Belichick and McDaniels? You know what I mean? And it's going to be interesting to see the packages they're going to draw up, how they're going to teach him the offense, how they're going to show him the mental side of things, and, and, and probably work best with the team. And on top of that... Don't, he's coming into a team where he's not guaranteed the starter position. He's going to have to co- compete with Jared Stidham, a guy who's been in that system for about two, three years and isn't a slouch himself. And the Patriots love Jared Stidham. So I do want to put out there that, guys, there is a possibility that Cam doesn't start week one. There's a strong possibility that Cam doesn't start week one so they can get him acclimated. He can come in and do a player two or three or whatever, but there's a strong chance that he does not um, participate in the early early parts of the season. It all depends on how he picks it up. Now, what's cool is the fact that the Patriots wanted to take the chance on him. Unfortunately, they weren't able to give him as much money as they probably feel like he deserved. Richard Sermon definitely talked about it on Twitter. That It's just amazing how a former MVP can only get a guaranteed contract of $500,000 out of a $1 million contract. And with incentives, he can make, I believe, seven mil. Yeah, some it's something right? along. Yeah, it's something along that line. So he posted something on Instagram with him working, and he said, and I quote, "It's not a lot of things money cannot buy, but among the top of that list of things, you find respect as one of those. This is not about money for me. It's about respect, right? So, you know, he had a year left in his contract." that he got with Carolina after his rookie contract, which was five years, $103.8 million, which, if I'm not mistaken, at the time had him as one of the higher paid, if not the highest paid, um, quarterbacks in the in the league. And, I mean, honestly, I don't think money is really that big of an issue for him. I really do think that he feels sli- – I think he feels slighted for the way that Carolina treated him. Um, it wasn't like he was in his best shape – he definitely put it out there for the team and they kind of turned their back on him and not just him, but his coach too. And, and on top of that, his coach didn't even really reach out to him from what it looked like. Right. So, I mean, he definitely has a chip on his shoulder for sure. And I mean, Belichick is definitely one of those coaches to feed into that chip. Oh, you know what I mean? Feed into that chip and really get him after it, which is what I'm looking forward to seeing most. It's good. It's cool. Like, I've told people for the longest time, and they didn't believe me. I think this is going to be my favorite time to be a Patriots fan. Because I don't know what to expect. That's it. Honestly, like, I I could admit that I used to not understand that way of thinking. <laughs> and be like, forget that. Like, if I'm just getting bowl after bowl after bowl, and, you know, it is what it is. But you kind of miss that 
anxiety, that sports anxiety almost, that you don't know what's going to happen any given season or any given game. And shit, you just got a bunch of dogs on your team, but we'll see if they can make it happen. Like, that's... Right. And, and, and that's what's cool about this team here is that we, we do have a bunch of just hungry guys, especially on offense. We still got James White. We still got uh, Rex Burkhead. We still got the uh, the rookie from Alabama. I forget his name. Uh, it's escaping me right now. It's like right. It's right there at the tip of my tongue. Um, um, what's his freaking name? Um, while while you're thinking about it, I'll keep going. They have Julian Edelman still. They have Mohamed Sanu still. So it's a good team, and he's been working out with Sanu. So him working out with Sanu is going to be very interesting, isn't it? Damian Harris. No, just keep keep going. No. I, I, I'm still trying to think about it. It's like right this could, there. This could be the year Sanu takes off, though. No, honestly. And, and I mean, it's it's all about chemistry, right? And mm-hmm. I highly doubt that they're going to keep that same offense that they had with Tom Brady. I just, I don't I don't see that happening. Um, furthermore, you know, that offense Nikhil is coming Harry. back. Nikhil Harry. That's that's the receiver. That's the rookie. Nikhil yeah. Harry is there, the rookie. But I'm talking about... Um, the running back from Alabama that got picked up by the Patriots in the draft. Damian oh, Harris. That's my his name. bad. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Damian Harris. And and I think he's going to be a beast. So you have a three, a potential three running back, four wide receiver system with a quarterback that can run if need be. I, I think it's it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see how Belichick's going to work with these guys. And, and, and it's a good time to be a Patriots fan. Like, I don't know. People people think I was tripping when I was like, you know, th- that I miss the game to game anxiety because that anxiety in playoffs is trash, especially when everybody expects your team to win. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel you. It's trash. And now nobody has to talk like now people are going to talk shit about the Patriots and it's going to be fair. It's not going to be talking shit like if they beat us, it's going to be like, oh, you suck. And it's like, yeah. Yeah, we do. Versus it being like, boo, we beat your team, bitch. You suck. Like, it's not, it's two different energies. Yeah. I don't feel like I have to bash your face in because you were disrespectful to me. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> You're disrespectful to me, you know what I mean? So, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this, man. Like, we have a quarterback battle for once. We have guys jockeying for position for once. This is going to be a team where, you know, Brady's not going to have the final say as far as who's going to play and who's not going to play. It's, it's going to be really interesting. That, that's, that's, oh, man, it's just exciting. I don't know if you can tell, but I'm geeked right now. I'm excited for I'm you, bro. I'm geeked. I'm geeked. Well, I mean, what do you think? Honestly, I pretty much agree with all your sentiments. And, I mean, I thought this was a no-brainer uh, sign for the Patriots because you're really given nothing because you offered – you know, the the minimum. <laughs> so right. you're not losing anything. And if you're getting a guy who what appears right now is a very focused cam, um, if he's 100% healthy, yo, that's a dangerous combination. It's a dangerous combination for sure. Definitely. Yeah, because yeah. when cam's focused, cam starts having fun. Yep. Yep. And again, in the same context, Belichick is not going to pull the reins on what he does on the field. Because his, his on-the-field stuff wasn't antics. Right. It wasn't antics. You know what I mean? So, I don't know, bro. It's going to be cool. And, and, and again, that's this is just a great pickup for the Patriots. It's, it is very low-risk 
high reward, right? 100%. Which is which is which is really what they're looking for. Yeah. Um, so one more football thing I wanted to to mention. Um, it's funny because I was going to mention this anyway, but I just got an alert on my phone about it as well. Um, I had a hot take that I don't think there's going to be any college football this year. Really? Yeah. Why do you say that? Um, I think with just the the spikes in COVID and everything, and because of the fact that it's not like a NBA or NFL where you can somehow isolate these players. These players have class. These players have friends. These players live in dorms. A lot of them, like, they're logistically, it's just not possible for all of these teams across the country to do that. That's facts. There's no way. That's facts. So I have a theory. The traveling. That's true. I have I have a theory for you though. Check me out. Mm -hmm. So before I continue. I definitely forgot about Sony Michelle. Oh yes, so, 100%. So the Patriots got four running backs. 100%. Michelle, White, Burkhead, and Harris. Oof. And I think fuck. they still got Brandon Bolden too. They're going to so, have some fun packages that they can run. Listen, especially I'm with trying Cam. to tell you. I'm trying to tell you. I forgot to bring up Marquise Lee too. Yeah, it's going to be fun. So there there's some guys, but anyway, back to to my theory. So how about this? My theory here is there's going to be college football because there's going to be school. And if it's virtual, they can make these games virtual too. They can keep these guys isolated. They have them all together now. They, here's why my theory is because a lot of, for example, one of my athletes um, from Fort Myers High School, Caden Baker, uh, he was a four-star recruit to the University of North Carolina. He just got to North Carolina uh, a couple of days ago. And here's my thing. They have them there early on purpose. If all of these guys come in and they have corona, they can get COVID right now, get the infection out of the way, because there's nobody else on campus right now except for those people who live, those respected people who chose to live on campus. But even there, they're, they're self-quarantined, they're isolated out. Let these guys get sick and let them get over it, because what's going to happen is when it's time for college football season to start, these guys have not gone anywhere but on campus. They already had the virus. They've already been quarantined off for them two weeks. So they've been practicing this whole time all by each other, all following social distancing. So all these teams are going to be legit. Why? Because the colleges rely on that college football money to come in. They're not. They're not going to kill out that cash cow. Right. They're not going to do it. Well, because it's way more entities than the NBA. And remember, the NBA lost half a season and they've lost almost a billion dollars in business. Right. So just imagine all four levels of college football stopping. That's NAIA, right? That's uh, Division Three, Division Two, Division One. Bro, I don't know, dog. Right. I don't know. Well, I don't know, dog. The, another reason I bring this up is because the governor of South Carolina has said that he will not allow college football or high school in the state if COVID-19 rates do not improve. That That is cool that he says that right now. That's wonderful. Right. But unless every single governor in the United States makes that same call, 
College football can still uh, go on. Who cares? I'm gonna disagree with that. In Clemson, I'm gonna disagree with that because Ooh. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say if I'm if I'm the NCAA, if an Alabama, a Florida, or a Georgia does the same thing as South Carolina. NCAA is going to be like, ah, we can't. See, that's that's fair that you say that, but realize the three states that you just said. SEC. You're giving me a, you're giving me a regional answer. Yeah. You got to realize that outside of down here, even though the SEC is the best thing smoking, you got to realize that up north, we're talking about Michigan, Ohio State, Notre Dame. When we're talking about the Atlantic Seaboard, well, we're talking about... Well, that's about, what I'm saying. But that's what I'm saying, like... They're obviously going to be like, yeah, let's fucking go. But right. I'm saying NCAA as a whole, if they're looking at the bigger picture as far as money goes, they're going to be like, fuck, man. Like, how do we really run a season without Alabama, Georgia, Auburn, uh, Florida, Florida State, Miami? Like, how do, like. I mean, there was at one point in time where those teams weren't good. There was a point in time where NCAA football was successful. No, but they are good now. Good. That's the thing, though. They are. I feel good. that, but there, but there's, but they're the best. Get, so the SEC, right? This is true. The SEC, though, being taken out, opens the door for so many other programs to get their foot in. A hundred percent. So I, I'm not disagreeing with you. I yeah. don't want you to feel like I'm arguing with you. I, I, I'm just making for debate. You're making a very strong point. If the SEC does pull out, it's a problem. But when you look at South Carolina. That hurts the ACC more than anything. But the ACC will do fine without Clemson. Even though Clemson's a national championship team and they're good. Uh, Yeah, whatever. Clemson can go. We're still going to have Florida State. We're still going to have UM, right? North Carolina's on the come up. You know what I mean? North Carolina State still has a following. So we're not really going to be hurt like that. Now, the SEC, yeah, you lose South Carolina. When's the last time South Carolina was good? When Steve Spurrier was there? Exactly. Yeah. who cares? Now, if the and I promise you, the Mississippi's, the Alabamas, the Georgias, they're not going to cancel any football. It is too much money. It's too much money. And at the end of the day, the name of the game is about money because you're still going to be able, you're still going to be able to create revenue without butts being in those seats. Do the stadiums take a hit? Sure. Absolutely. But you can make those games virtual. You can find a way to lock out those games and tell people, hey, if you pay fan tickets, you can watch the game. Or ESPN just gives a little bit more money because now that's the way they're going to watch the game. The only way you get rights to these games is by paying us a little bit more money, which honestly, I think with the stuff that ESPN has put out now, they'll have no problem. I'm pretty sure they're tired of showing cornhole all day and freaking... (laughs) Esports, right? Like it's to the point where at one point in time, ESPN and not one point, they still do. ESPN is showing WWE classics. Yeah, there's nothing to show. Yeah, I feel you. you. Know what I mean? I think it's just gonna be really interesting to watch and see over these next, like these next two months are gonna be super crucial in figuring that. Oh yeah, out. absolutely. And, and we're in the second wave early. We're in the second wave early, and, and I think a lot of people are not looking into that. The media is definitely making a huge scare of this because this second wave that's happening, but all people see I that think, it's more I think cases. They're making a, I think they're making a big deal out of it because they don't want it to get to where that right. first wave got. And, and I think if you're not reading the trend either, I could be wrong, 
but I definitely read somewhere that although there are cases flaring here and there, the deaths are starting to dwindle down. Right. So that means it's starting to become a cold. Well, that's because I think partially, and like I, I don't mean this with any disrespect, I feel like that first wave, it really kind of took out who it was going to take out. Like if, right, if, facts. If, if, it was, if you were going to succumb to it, I think that first, it got you during the first wave. Agreed. Agreed. I, I agree with you yeah. on that. Because I think most so, of us have already had it. Even so, I think there's a good number of us who's had it and don't even know that yeah. we had it. Like I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> sure I had it at one point. I'm pretty sure, like early on. It felt. It sure felt like it. We talked about this. Yeah. The the, the symptoms and the feelings. It was when like I had, yeah, it when I had that like cough. Two, when I had that had that yeah. cough, and I have never had a cough in my life when I've been sick. Like same here. Yep, that I thing, remember I that. Think that had to be it. And I remember talking to you about that and being like, that was me like two weeks ago, bro. Yeah. Yeah. I Shit, remember. you might have given it to me, Bill. The fuck? Bitch, you ain't lying. Maybe Shout at like Nippers or something like that. Your Nippers. Shout out to Nippers. <laughs> that hurts my heart. Uh, <laughs> All right, we got off track. But, Sorry. <laughs> no, we good. So, I mean, that. I, if, if you don't have anything to add, I'm, I'm done with football. Yeah, me too. Okay, I can quickly cover some things in basketball for you. This, interestingly enough, and this is why I feel like sports isn't going to get canceled. Uh, I'm going to share this one thing with you that kind of caught my attention relatively quickly, right? And 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 um, when we're talking about the the NBA, mm-hmm. right? They have done testing. However, what they've done that has been kind of unique with the testing is I don't think they have released a lot of the names, right? Because between the 24th of June and the 29th, they did a total of 344 tests on NBA players, right? Uh Nine players tested positive for corona, and that makes the total numbers that out of 351 players, 25 have tested positive since June 23rd, right? There's been 884 team staff members who were tested. Out of those, 10 tested positive for coronavirus. So those 35 people are following the health protocols. They're, they're staying in self-isolation, and they're going to continue to until they're cleared by a physician. Now, the reason why I bring this up is the NBA is very, very smart about what they're doing right now. And I personally think that out of those 10 players that have not been named, there's like two or three of them that are legit all-stars. That if we know that they have corona, that it could potentially hurt the chances of starting the season back up. I think they're keeping it where it is so these guys can get better quickly, play and get right Without oh. there being any kind of extra backlash as far as like, oh, do yeah. you do the isolation? 100%, oh, are you hey, sure that they're good? A hundred percent. I think they want these big names to pop early for it. That way, that's why they're doing that testing now. Quarantine everybody. That way, when it's time to get shit going, everybody's good. Right. I agree a hundred percent. So that, so I, I wanted to share that that COVID uh, update because interestingly enough, remember players last week when we talked about it, I was giving you player names. Yeah. Now all of a sudden it's oh ten more players got tested positive. Really? Really? 
Okay, no worries. So, um, speaking on the NBA, I wanted to kind of shift to the WNBA real quick, and I wanted to shout out Maya Moore. Uh, Maya Moore, to me, has been an absolute inspiration. I think she is top three best women's player in the world right now. And she literally sat out a whole year. She sat out a whole year um, to help a man by the name of Jonathan Irons um, walk free from prison. Uh, there's a video up there, and I'll probably share it on, the, on our social media, where the minute that he comes out, she drops on her knees, and she's, like, obviously emotional. And he was serving, get this, Buddha, a 50-year sentence stemming from a non-fatal shooting of a homeowner in the St. Louis area when he was 16. When he was 16. So that means he served 24 years, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, my gosh. He served 24 years, uh, uh, and it was a non-fatal shooting. So here's what happens. The judge throws out his conviction in March. What happened was that there was a whole bunch of problems in the case. The most important being a fingerprint report that was not turned over to the Irons defense team, preventing, you know, from them having a good case. Wow. Bro, that's crazy. Yep. yep. And more met Irons through like just a prison ministry. That's that's literally like how they met. And she heard the story and she literally like she went after it. And and what happened was the county prosecutor declined to retry the case. So it was years of work by Maya Moore. And Maya Moore literally put her career on the line. Not on the line, but she put it on hold to yeah. get this man out of prison. Wow. Shout out to her, man. Maya Moore does that, man. Maya Moore, I'm literally naming this show, this episode, in honor of Maya Moore and her efforts. Facts, sure. bro, because like... And, like, nobody reports that kind of stuff either. Like, I had no idea. Right. right. Wow. Right, because, you know, those who cares about those types of things, right? Dog. She's crazy. Yeah, she's crazy. Like, you're telling me that story? I'm like, this has to be a movie. Like, Oh, yeah, easily. Easily. I, I could really see it being a movie. And, and my, honestly, I didn't even go into the details. So, like, I, if I were you, I would definitely, I'm like... Gonna look, I'm going to look into it. Look it up, bro. When you yeah, read yeah. the story, like, the true background story to it, and we can talk about it in another episode, Facts. you're going to be floored. Like, you're going to sit there and be like, bro, like, that's crazy. And, and you know, these things still happen to this day. And, and that's why, like, you know, I'm, I'm very appreciative of these athletes and, and taking after, you know, the social, the social justice issues with the platform that they have they're really taking it on and and remember a couple of weeks ago we were talking about why it's important for like the whole Kyrie thing where it was like why is it just as important for for these individuals to play basketball you have to understand that although Maya Moore took a year off what gave Maya Moore the propulsion or the beginning to really make a difference was her platform her playing basketball Right, it became big news, or it became news. Period, because she decided to not play a season. It brought awareness, right? It, it it made it an issue. So yeah, like Kyrie saying what he's saying, I'm cool with that. But there's a massive difference between taking away from your platform 
and you're not really given a specific reason, like, you know, marching for BLM isn't necessarily a specific reason, right? Because these stars will go and march, but for the record, like, that's not what makes the march successful. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you know, Paul George and Russell Westbrook appeared at this march. That's cool. It solidifies it. But, you know, it doesn't help the overall nature of things. These guys keeping their platform alive and doing the same thing that they're doing at the march through that platform is what's important. Myra Moore got that platform through basketball. These guys have that platform through basketball. So what better way to expand your platform and speak out what you need to speak out on than while playing basketball? Because now, more than ever, everybody's going to be watching the NBA. You ain't got nothing else to watch. Hmm. This is the time right now for you to really put out there the changes that is needed. The social, like, the social reform that's needed, not just for black people, but for marginalized groups in general. You know what I'm saying? And Maya Moore, she did that. She that's did dope. that. She, she, had, she had that huge platform and, and she did what she had to do. So shout out to her. Um, shout out to you so, for sharing that. Hey, I'm out here, cuz. <laughs> so on a lighter note, but on still somewhat serious note, because I wanted to kind of gauge how you felt about this, Buddha. And, and I think we'll run it back for Dylan. Because I know I can already hear him now like, damn, you talking about all these five topics. And I don't even on the jail show. This how, <laughs> this how it is? Man, I, I, you already know how you're going to talk. Yeah. But, um, so they're talking about an asterisk around the 2020 uh, NBA championship trophy. So I kind of wanted to read this article. I'm probably going to read it in full, so bear with me. It'll take a few minutes, but I feel like this article deserves to be read. Um, it's on NBA.com by um, Steve Ashburner. Um, he's a good writer, um, and I think this came out yesterday. So I wanted to share this with, with you, Buddha, and obviously with our listeners, and I kind of wanted to you know, gauge how you felt about it. So... You can bet your asterisks that the 2020 NBA championship is going to be legitimate. That's what Giannis Antetokounmpo's view of it. In fact, whichever team snags the Larry O'Brien trophy by early to mid-October, whether it's Antetokounmpo's Milwaukee Bucks or someone else, will have survived and accomplished more than possibly any of the 73 championship teams before them. I feel like this is going to be the toughest championship you could ever win, Antetokounmpo told reporters on a Wednesday conference video call after participating in the Bucks' first day of individual workouts at their training facility in Milwaukee. Because circumstances are really tough right now, quote and unquote, my bad. Whoever wants it more is going to be able to go out there and take it. There has been a notion advanced by some, including Hall of Fame center Shaquille O'Neal, that the unprecedented stop and start, pass spring and go directly to summer restart of the 2019-2020 season, season, pushing the finals into the fall, will produce a bogus, fluky, one-off winner. In May, the legendary big man turned commentator on TNT's Inside the NBA show wondered if this year's unique set of circumstances might produce an undeserving champion. And I quote, Most of the times you could predict who is going to win a championship, O'Neal said. Now, we, what will come of it? Now, what if we come back and the team that wasn't supposed to win wins? There's going to be an asterisk behind that championship. That's one way to look at it. Others could argue that surviving the on and off court challenges posed by the coronavirus shutdown and the bubble return in Orlando on top of four best of seven playoff series could result in the most rigorous, remarkable title run yet. 
Atenza Kumpo, whose Milwaukee team again posted the best regular season record prior to the March 11 hiatus, holds that view, and he and the Bucks, well, as he and the Bucks hope that they can revive their title hopes. Like I said before, this is the toughest title. You go somewhere without your family for three months, and you haven't played basketball for three and a half, four months. Whatever team wants it more has got to be mentally prepared for this situation. It has to go out there and execute. Teams got to be in shape. So whoever took care of themselves for these four months we weren't able to play are going to be in a better position. Whoever wants it more, whoever is more mentally prepared for all of this, that team's going to come out on top. So Okay. Um, so my thoughts, I completely agree with Atentacompo. Um I think... There's just a lot of factors that people aren't taking into consideration. Um, you're going to have guys that have chips on their shoulders that are angry just about what's going on in the world. Um, one thing we didn't mention, but I'm so happy they're doing, the NBA is allowing the players to not have the name on the back of their jersey, but to have whatever social justice message, whether it's Black Lives Matter, whether it's the name of somebody whose life was taken. Um, these guys are going to be playing hard for that reason. Um, people don't take into consideration, you know, you got this whole bubble thing and yes, these married players will be able to have their wife and kids with them, but these single players for three months, not being able to, um, be single NBA players. <laughs> I feel that. There's going to be that. some pent up aggression and we might, we might see some nineties ball out there. You're right. And, and, and beyond that, too, you have to realize that for a lot of guys, this is really going to be a test because you're taking away what gave the older guys their advantage in the first place. What gave the older guys their advantage is maneuvering around an 82-game season. 100%. Is trying to figure out how to deal on a back-to-back where you had to play, or a back-to-back and then wait another day while you're in the same area. So like playing Houston, then swinging around and playing Dallas, then taking another day and then going to San Antonio for you to fly back home, wait another two days, and play a three-game homestand. Bro, Guys, that is tough. Bro, it's it's crazy because, like, there's... <sighs> fuck, I'm trying to think of the word. Um, go ahead, go ahead what you were saying. No, I, I got you. So, you know, the, the whole the whole thing here for me is, bro, like these young guys are going to snap because all they're going to do is play basketball, go to the hotel, chill, oh, and come yeah. back and play basketball. That's what I was going to say. Everybody's 100%. Everybody has, you know, all the air in the tires. You're not going to see Kawhi limping or anything like that. Like everybody's healthy. Everybody's good. There's no fatigue from the season. Like... You're getting everybody's peace. There's peaks. no traveling. Yeah, there's no there's no advantage. There's no advantage. It's straight up talent. Whatsoever. Who's straight, better? It's straight basketball. Who's better? I, I I think this. I think these next couple of months, and I said that before. Even all of this even came to be, I said you could potentially see some of the best basketball you've ever seen in your life. I'm so excited, bro. Yeah, bro. I am too. I am too. And I think honestly. This, this situation, albeit bad, is giving other sports leagues the opportunity to take a step outside of the box and really look at different ways to make the game better. Like, I think the ML, I think like baseball is going to be as competitive 
as we can ever see it. Yeah. Because it's no longer 162 games. You're cutting the season by 100 games. Every game's going to matter. It's a shorter season. So now you don't got to be on autopilot mode. You got to ball out. Yep. Right? The National League, they're able to get a designated hitter now. So you're eliminating a lot of their strategy. So that advantage that the AL has when they have their designated hitter, it's going to be a problem, man. These different leagues, they're, they're different ways to kind of like shave things off to get caught up. You know what I mean? The NFL's already shaving games. I see the NBA shaving games. I feel like hockey's going to shave some games. Baseball already shaved hella games. I don't know if they ever go back to that 162-game season. If they do, they're going to make some drastic changes to make the season go by a little faster, personally. So I, I, I agree with Giannis, man. I really do think that at the end of the day, this could potentially be the toughest NBA championship won because there is no advantage. There isn't none. There's no home court advantage. There's no travel advantage. There's no, oh, we're out in the West Coast. When you come out to us, you got to fly. Or we're out in the East Coast. When you come to us, you got to fly. Like, there's none of that. None of that. None of that. Your fans being trash, so you go somewhere else and those fans are awesome. Nah, bro. This is straight up basketball. You know what I mean? So, we gonna see, dog. We definitely gonna see. We gonna see. But, um... I mean, if that if that's that's all I have, I don't know if you got anything left in the world of sports. Nah, bro, I'm good. That's what I'm talking about. Listen, we're moving and grooving, baby. We're moving and grooving. Moving so and grooving, baby. Oh, you are oh, no baby. baby. Oh, baby. Listen here, baby. So, <laughs> so uh, underrated bars of fame, um, and I'm gonna give Buddha his props for this because I don't ever give Buddha his props for for helping me with song selection. I will do it this time. So, um, Fabulous and Jeezy had uh, Versus for the Ages. Um, I definitely think it was one of those underrated ones where you really don't expect for it to snap like it does. Yeah. And you start hearing songs that you used to like, and you're like, oh, yeah, like, he did, he did do that song. I forgot. So, it was really good. I haven't listened to it in full, but I'm very excited to finish it. Like, I, I really mm. want to not be bothered by anybody like I'm gonna listen to it when I'm when I'm on the road. If my wife in the car, shout out to my wife by the way. Um, um, she clearly doesn't listen to the show, but it's whatever. Uh, <laughs> but in the same context, like if we're in the car, I don't want to hear nothing from her, bro. Nothing. Nice. Don't say a word. I'm listening to Fab and Jada right now. All right. <laughs> you already know what side. <laughs> but Buddha suggested that we do a song that they're both on. And the song that he decided to do was OJ by Jeezy. And I'm honored to do his choice. Good choice, my good man. Thank you, sir. No problem, sir. So, we're going to do OJ by Jeezy featuring Fabulous and Jada Kiss. Underrated bars of fame. What you know about champagne every night? Bad bitches everywhere, Barry White. 50 things I could bury white. Counting up a million dollars every night. Hit the mall, blow a four-way. Kind of hard when you're sleeping on Dolce. Wake up drinking rosé. Killing that white OJ. Ha! I get it. Cause uh, Never mind. Never mind. You guys get it, right? Because Orenthal... He didn't he do killed, it. Now, he killed Shotty. You know what I'm saying? Not what? guilty. No worries about it. No, no worries about it. It's all good. So anyway, smoking that exotic, riding that foreign... Million dollar round trip and I ain't talking about touring. 
Yeah, kind of money till you're boring. Man, fuck that shit. Jizzle, where you going? Flat screens on the wall. Got IMAX. Michael Turner's on deck. Got halfbacks. Dirty white. Yeah, that cat stacks. We don't sleep around here. We take cat naps. Wesley Snipes, motherfucker. This that money train. Swear the word came faster than the money came. Sometimes the money be faster than the cars is. If the feds ain't watching, then them broads is. Could end any day, and you know better. Now you watch the Frito-Lay, yeah, you know cheddar. Double bags at the spot, luggage in the place, Louis V on deck, luggage on my waist. What you know about champagne every night? Bad just everywhere, very white. 50 things I could bury white. Counting up a million dollars every night. Hit the mall, blow a four-way. Kind of hard when you're sleeping on Dolce. Waking up drinking rosé. Kill that white OJ. <laughs> Get it? Because OJ, OJ put hands on that yep, group. Gotcha. We got you. You know what I'm saying? And the evidence kind of shows, you know what I mean? The like, glove didn't fit, so might, I don't know what you're talking he about. Might he might could have put hands on that group. No. Can't. All right, never mind. First two, fabulous. I woke up saying I ain't drinking no more. Same night in the spot drinking cocoa. Loso, bad bitch, thinks she knows so. Got a man cuffing you think he popo. She trying to go below the belt thinking low blow. I'm thinking, oh yeah, he thinking, oh no. I'm on my high horse, you thinking polo. Got the nine on me, so I'm thinking Romo. Uh, I'm about that life. Uh, bring you in the game, let you meet my wife. Married to this shit, asking am I getting cheddar now. They say I do, like a motherfucking wedding vow. That, that air trade, we flying for cheap. And you get sleeping on me. Hope you die in your sleep. OJ, yeah, probably don't get it. I'm the best that ever did it and got away with it. Get it? Because OJ, <laughs> OJ got away with the whole murder thing. Never mind, never mind, never mind, never mind. What you know about champagne every night? Bad bitch. I can't say that word. Bad bitches everywhere, very white. 50 things I could bury white. Counting up a million dollars every night. Hit the mall, blow a four-way. Kind of hard when you're sleeping on Dolce. Wake up drinking rosé, killing that white OJ. <laughs> Get it? Because OJ, OJ could have possibly went to Bundy, right? Like he left his home in Rockingham yeah. and drove to Bundy and like really like slaughtered that lady, bro, and got away with it. It's, it's crazy. Like, wow. There's no proof. Verse, <laughs> shit. Verse three, Jada Kiss. You could tell him, you could tell he getting money and everything with him. The gloves don't fit him, so they got to acquit him. <laughs> Get it? The gloves don't fit him. <laughs> so you got to acquit him because that was the turning point and probably let a man off for killing someone. This, <laughs> that doesn't matter. The whole town hating, they waiting on a verdict. Oh, my man. Ain't nobody seen it, but everybody heard it. The whole town hating, they waiting on a verdict. Tell him, because pop off, I'm waiting on a drop off. And I ain't leaving the block till I knock the whole box off. Yeah, taking care of the whole fam. Brought the Porsche, gave the M to my old man. More money, more problems, more grams. More real estate, more land. At fight night, I be ringside. I let the things fly. Just put 1.5 under my king size. I look at the world through a king's eyes. I was born to spit bars and sling pies. I ain't wealthy yet, but I'm quite rich. I just got to keep killing that white. <laughs> Can't it cause Every time we talk about OJ, we talk about OJ potentially killing poor Nicole. 
That's messed up, man. Real talk. Run the case back. Oh, God. What you know about champagne every night? Bad just everywhere. Barry White. 50 things I could bury white. Counting up a million dollars every night. Hit the mall. Blow a four-way. Kind of hard when you're sleeping on Dolce. Wake up drinking rosé. Killing that white OJ. Unrated bars of fame. OJ by Jeezy. I just wanted to say something. There's some breaking news. I was just about to mention. And bro, I, yo, bro, yo, bro, bro. I'm bro, so glad talking, this happened bro, right now while we were bro, while we're we were talking recording. about it right now. Like Let's right go. now, bro. Stadiums will play "Lift Every Voice and Sing" and the Star Spangled Banner before season openers <laughs> for the NFL. For the NFL, that is crazy. Let's fucking go, bro. I, I honestly, it still doesn't do anything for police brutality. We're no. still waiting on you guys to do something about the cops, but this is nice. But the shit, the shit nice. should have been done anyways. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I can't wait. I literally record myself singing along with it before the game. Lift every voice and sing. Till earth and heaven ring, ring with the harmonies of liberty. And I'm, you best believe I'm throwing up the blue. Hell yeah. I'm throwing up the blue in my living room, listening to Lift Every Voice and Sing before. And every single NFL player that gives a damn should kneel. I'm a, Yeah, hell yeah. I'm going to be hitting Straight those low up. notes. Sing a song. There you go. There you go. I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm with it. That's actually That's the best way to end this show. Facts. Dang, Dylan missed out. Dang. Yo, high key, bro. You should put "Lift Every Voice and Sing" uh, as the outro song. Yo, that would snap. I am. So we're gonna end. I will. We're gonna end with that. I like that. That's a good look. That's a good look, man. So before we do that, though, you got to let our listeners know where they can hit us up on email. Ballsportspodcast at gmail.com. What about on Instagram? Balls underscore sports underscore podcast. What about on Twitter? <laughs> Balls underscore podcast. And what about on Facebook? Ball sports podcast. Yes. With that being said, we are done. For how many times have we been doing this now? Uh, motherfucking, uh, 146. 146, yeah. man. For the 146th time, 147th time, 145th time, who knows? We just know we've been doing it for a really long time. Um... Listen, honestly, y'all could have been listening to any other sports podcast in the world, but you're not. You're listening to us, and we really appreciate that. Just keep riding with us, and we're going to keep giving you bomb-ass content to vibe to. I don't know if you realize, every other episode, I switch the vibe and the ride, or the ride and the vibe. And I like that, because no matter what, either we riding and you vibing, or we vibing and you riding, it don't really much matter. we just out here having a good time, having some fun with it, and we are happy that you're still listening to us. Weezy out of here. Bye, hoes. Silly. Oops. Shout out to Billy. Little scallywags. Facing the road.